chapter one of the domestic slave trade of the southern states by winfield h collins this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter one a sketch of the rise of the slave trade in african states and of the foreign slave trade of the southern states it is not our intention nor is it within our province to enter into details concerning the foreign slave trade it seems however that a brief account is necessary as introductory to the subject of the domestic slave trade the rise in europe of the traffic in slaves from africa was an incident in the commercial expansion of portugal it was coeval and almost coextensive with the development of commerce and followed in the wake of discovery and colonization the first name connected with it is that of antonio gonzalves who was a marine under prince henry the navigator in fourteen forty one he was sent to cape bohodar to get a vessel load of sea-wolf skins he signalized his voyage by the capture of some moors whom he carried to portugal in fourteen forty two these moors promised black slaves as a ransom for themselves prince henry approved of this exchange and gonsalves took the captives home and received among other things ten black slaves in exchange for two of them the king justified his act on the grounds that the negroes might be converted to the christian religion but the moors could not two years later the company of lagos chartered by the king and engaged in exploration on the coast of africa imported about two hundred slaves from the islands of nar and tidar this year fourteen forty four europe may be said to have made a distinct beginning in the slave trade henceforth to spread on all sides like the waves in stirred-up water and not like them to become fainter and fainter as the circles widen after the discovery of america the islands which became known as the spanish west indies were speedily colonized and the inefficiency of the indian as a laborer in the mines there soon led to the substitution of the negro as early as fifteen o two a few were employed and in fifteen seventeen charles v granted a patent to certain traders for the exclusive supply of four thousand negroes annually to the islands of hispaniola cuba jamaica and puerto rico so far as known john hawkins was the first englishman to engage in the slave trade he left england for sierra leone with three ships and a hundred men in fifteen sixty two and having secured three hundred negroes he proceeded to hispaniola where he disposed of them and having had a very profitable voyage he returned to england in fifteen sixty three this appears to have excited the avarice of the british government the next year hawkins was appointed to the command of one of the queen's ships and proceeded to africa where in company with several others it appears he engaged in the slave trade in sixteen twenty four france began the slave trade and later holland denmark new england and other english colonies though the leader in the trade and the last to abandon it was great britain the first slaves introduced into any of the english continental colonies was in sixteen nineteen about the last of august when a piratical dutch frigate manned chiefly by english stopped at jamestown virginia and sold the colonists twenty negroes even for a long while after this it seems importation of negroes was merely of an occasional or incidental nature 
indeed in sixteen forty eight only three hundred negroes were to be found in virginia however several shiploads were brought in between sixteen sixty four and sixteen seventy one and at the latter date virginia had two thousand slaves during the latter part of the seventeenth and the early part of the eighteenth century the importation of negroes gradually increased in seventeen o five eighteen hundred negroes were brought in and in seventeen fifteen virginia had twenty three thousand by seventeen twenty three they were being imported into this colony at the rate of fifteen hundred or sixteen hundred a year in the eighteenth century virginia sought from time to time to hinder the introduction of slaves by placing heavy duties on them indeed from seventeen thirty two until the revolution there were only about six months in which slaves could be brought into virginia free of duty nevertheless in seventeen seventy six virginia had a hundred and sixty five thousand slaves though all the other colonies imported slaves more or less during the same period yet with the possible exception of south carolina they fell far short of the number imported by virginia in november seventeen o eight governor seymour of maryland writing to the english board of trade stated that two thousand two hundred and ninety negroes were imported into that colony from midsummer sixteen ninety eight to christmas seventeen o seven he reported the trade to be running very high six or seven hundred having been imported during the year in seventeen twelve there were eight thousand three hundred and thirty negroes in maryland during about the same time midsummer sixteen ninety nine to october seventeen o eight virginia imported six thousand six hundred and seven while a northern colony new jersey imported only one hundred and fifteen from sixteen ninety eight to seventeen twenty six dubois says that south carolina received about three thousand slaves a year from seventeen thirty three to seventeen sixty six she had forty thousand in seventeen forty in seventeen hundred north carolina had eleven hundred seventeen thirty two six thousand and in seventeen sixty four about thirty thousand until near the beginning of the eighteenth century it was rare that the english continental colonies received a shipload of slaves direct from africa and even these were usually brought in by some unlicensed interloper it is very probable that most of the negroes imported before this time were from barbados jamaica and other west india islands but by the beginning of the eighteenth century it appears that slaves were being imported more rapidly after the Asiento in seventeen thirteen england became a great carrier of slaves and so continued until the revolution the effect of this was very sensibly felt by the colonies even in the latter part of the seventeenth century some of the colonies began to show their dislike by levying duties on further importation in the eighteenth century the colonial opposition to the importation of slaves arising probably from a fear of insurrection became much more pronounced heavy restrictions in the form of duties were laid upon the trade in some cases these were so heavy as would seem to amount to total prohibition but the efforts on the part of the colonies to restrict the trades were frowned upon and often disallowed by the british government 
in seventeen fifty four the instructions to governor dobbs of north carolina were whereas acts have been passed in some of our plantations in america for laying duties on the importation and exportation of negroes to the great discouragement of the merchants trading thither from the coast of africa it is our will and pleasure that you do not give your assent to or pass any law imposing duties upon negroes imported into our province of north carolina the colonies considered the slave trade so important to great britain that at the dawn of the revolution some of them appear to have had hopes of bringing her to terms by refusing to import any more slaves in the original draft of the declaration of independence as submitted by jefferson the king of great britain is arraigned for suppressing every legislative attempt to prohibit or restrain this execrable commerce it has been estimated that in the year of the declaration the whole number of slaves in the thirteen colonies was five hundred and two thousand one hundred and thirty two apportioned as follows massachusetts three thousand five hundred rhode island four thousand three hundred and seventy six connecticut six thousand new hampshire six hundred and twenty seven new york fifteen thousand new jersey seven thousand six hundred pennsylvania ten thousand delaware nine thousand maryland eighty thousand georgia sixteen thousand north carolina seventy five thousand south carolina a hundred and ten thousand virginia a hundred and sixty five thousand two years after this in seventeen seventy eight virginia took the lead against the introduction of slaves by passing a law prohibiting importation either by land or sea this law made an exception of travelers and immigrants other states soon followed suit passing laws to restrict it temporarily or at specified places by eighteen o three all the states and territories had laws in force prohibiting the importation of slaves from abroad it must not be supposed however that these were entirely effective indeed the statement was made in congress february fourteen eighteen o four that in the preceding twelve months twenty thousand enslaved negroes had been transported from guinea and by smuggling added to the plantation stock of georgia and south carolina in seventeen ninety eight an act of congress establishing the territory of mississippi provided that no slave should be brought within its limits from without the united states in eighteen o four when louisiana was erected into the territories of louisiana and orleans the provision was made that only slaves which had been imported before may one seventeen ninety eight might be introduced into the territories and these must be the bona fide property of actual settlers upon the petition of the inhabitants for the removal of the restrictions a bill was introduced in congress of which dubois says by dexterous wording this bill which became a law march two eighteen o five swept away all restrictions upon the slave trade except that relating to foreign ports and left even this provision so ambiguous that later by judicial interpretations of the law the foreign slave trade was allowed at least for a time south carolina had even before this time december seventeen eighteen o three repealed her law against the importation of slaves from africa the trade was thus opened through this state for four years during which time thirty nine thousand seventy five slaves were imported through charleston alone 
the action of south carolina in opening the slave trade forced the question upon the attention of congress during eighteen o five to six it was much discussed but it was not until march two eighteen o seven that a bill was passed against it this prohibited the importation of slaves after january one eighteen o eight under penalty of imprisonment for not less than five nor more than ten years and a fine of not less than five thousand dollars nor more than ten thousand dollars this law was not entirely effective in eighteen ten the secretary of the navy writing to charleston south carolina says i hear not without great concern that the law prohibiting the importation of slaves has been violated in frequent instances near st mary's drake a slave smuggler says that during the war of eighteen twelve the business of smuggling slaves through florida into the united states was a lively one vincent nolte says that in eighteen thirteen pirates captured spanish and other slave ships on the high seas and established their main depot and rendezvous on the island of barataria lying near the coast adjacent to new orleans this place was visited by the sugar planters chiefly of french origin who bought up the stolen slaves at from a hundred and fifty dollars to two hundred dollars per head when they could not have procured as good stock in the city for less than six hundred or seven hundred dollars these were then conveyed to the different plantations through the innumerable creeks called bayous that communicate with each other by manifold little branches in eighteen seventeen to eighteen nineteen slaves were very high and in great demand in the south as a consequence great numbers of them were smuggled in at various places the evidence of this is quite convincing amelia island and the town of st mary's became notorious as two of the principal rendezvous of smugglers a writer in niles register in eighteen eighteen says that a regular chain of posts was established from the head of st mary's river to the upper country and through the indian nation by means of which slaves were hurried to every part of the country the woodmen along the riverside rode like so many arabs loaded with slaves ready for market when ready to form a caravan an indian alarm was created that the woods might be less frequented and if pursued in georgia they escaped to florida mr mcintosh collector of the port of darien in a letter in eighteen eighteen says i am in possession of undoubted information that african and west indian negroes are almost daily illicitly introduced into georgia for sale or settlement or passing through it to the territories of the united states in eighteen seventeen it was reported to the secretary of the navy that most of the goods carried to galveston are introduced into the united states the most bulky and least valuable regularly through the custom house the most valuable and the slaves are smuggled in through the numerous inlets to the westward where the people are but too much disposed to render them every possible assistance several hundred slaves are now at galveston niles register in eighteen eighteen quoting from the democrat press has a very interesting account of how the law against the importation of slaves was evaded at new orleans an agent would be sent to the west indies and even to africa to purchase a cargo of slaves on the return when the slave ship got near belize 
the agent would leave her go in haste to new orleans and inform the proper authorities that a certain vessel had come into the mississippi said to be bound for new orleans and having on board a certain number of negroes contrary to the law of the united states the vessel and cargo would be libelled and the slaves sold at public auction one half of the purchase money would go to the informer and the other to the united states the informer and agent was the same man and a partner in the transaction this was a profitable business and about ten thousand slaves a year are said to have been thus introduced it is quite evident that the illicit slave trade at this time was very great in eighteen nineteen mr middleton of south carolina said in congress that in his opinion thirteen thousand africans were annually smuggled into the united states and mr wright of virginia estimated the number at fifteen thousand in eighteen 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 nineteen and eighteen twenty congress passed acts to supplement and render more effective the act of eighteen o seven dubois says that for a decade after eighteen twenty five there appears little positive evidence of a large illicit importation but thinks notwithstanding that slaves were largely imported captain j e alexander in a book published in eighteen thirty three says that he was assured by a planter of forty years standing that persons in new orleans were connected with slave traders in cuba and that at certain seasons of the year they would go up the mississippi river and meet slave ships off the coast they would relieve these of their cargoes return to the main stream of the river dropped down in flat boats and dispose of the negroes to those who wished them thomas powell buxton makes the statement upon which he claims to be high authority that fifteen thousand negroes were imported into texas from africa in one year about eighteen thirty eight the liberator quoting the maryland colonization herald says a writer in that paper assured in eighteen thirty eight by pedro blanco one of the largest slave traders in the coast of africa that for the preceding forty years the united states had been his best market through the west end of cuba and texas between eighteen forty seven and eighteen fifty three says dubois the slave smuggler drake had a slave depot in the gulf where sometimes as many as sixteen hundred negroes were on hand and the owners were continually importing and shipping drake himself says our island was visited almost weekly by agents from cuba new york baltimore philadelphia boston and new orleans the seasoned and instructed slaves were taken to texas or florida overland and to cuba in sailing boats as no squad contained more than half a dozen no difficulty was found in posting them to the united states without discovery and generally without suspicion the bay island plantation sent ventures weekly to the florida keys slaves were taken into the great american swamps and there kept till wanted for market hundreds were sold as runaways from the florida wilderness we had agents in every slave state and our coasters were built in maine and came out with lumber i could tell curious stories of this business of smuggling bozal negroes into the united states it is growing more profitable every year and if you should hang all the yankee merchants engaged in it hundreds would fill their places owing to the increasing demand and to the high price of slaves from eighteen forty five to eighteen sixty and to the fact that the southern people were becoming more and more favourable to the reopening of the african slave trade 
thus making it easier to practice smuggling successfully we have no reason to doubt the truth of these accounts of this illicit traffic stephen a douglas said in eighteen fifty nine it was his confident opinion that more than fifteen thousand slaves had been imported in the preceding year and that the trade had been carried on extensively for a long while about eighteen sixty it was stated that twenty large cities and towns in the south were depots for african slaves and sixty or seventy cargoes of slaves had been introduced in the preceding eighteen months it was estimated in eighteen sixty that eighty-five vessels which had been fitted out from new york city during eighteen months of eighteen fifty nine and eighteen sixty would introduce from thirty thousand to sixty thousand annually from what has been said it seems to us certain that at least two hundred and seventy thousand slaves were introduced into the united states from eighteen o eight to eighteen sixty inclusive these we would distribute as follows between eighteen o eight and eighteen twenty sixty thousand eighteen twenty to eighteen thirty fifty thousand eighteen thirty to eighteen forty forty thousand eighteen forty to eighteen fifty fifty thousand and from eighteen fifty to eighteen sixty seventy thousand we consider these very moderate and even low estimates it will be seen later that these figures are of prime importance in accounting for the presence of certain slaves in the states of the extreme south End of chapter one